everybody a special version of off-road live welcome perry mcneil thank you sir thanks for the call how are you today doing real good excellent um well uh we're just days away now from a real special event the sst robbie gordon's uh uh own organization is showing up to monster mike's hill climb at uh, mike's sky rancho uh, in October 2016, and we thought we'd take a moment out and talk about a little history. Of course, uh, Mike Sky Ranch is uh, uh, was a creation of an individual by the name of Mike Leone, and the, he also created Mike's A Go Go in Tijuana, which we'll speak to later on. We have an interview with one of the attendees, regular attendees um, of Mike's A Go Go. Uh, Perry, did you ever get to go to Mike's a go go? Uh, yeah, he had a couple of uh, parties there, you know, for the for the, the Ball Five Hundred something to get together with the with his closer friends and stuff. And I was invited and went there a couple times. But his uh, his uh, booming joint back in the day it was uh, there weren't that many uh, uh, those spots there in, in TJ, and so it was, it was a big deal back in the day, you know. But uh, and this still exists. It's changed a lot from what it used to be. I don't know if it's still in the Leon's hands, if it's still 
owned by them or not, you know, but um, but it's uh, it still exists down there in Teking. Right, and uh, and you were absolutely right, Perry. Uh, Mike's Agogo was a going concern, so much so it was really the beginning of uh, the social network of Revolution in Tijuana. Am I right? Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh huh. Yeah, the hotspot. Hot it was it was the hotspot, Mike's a go go. And of course, uh from the revenues that he generated at Mike's a go go, Mike Leone, from what the how the story goes in the lore, right, in the in the Baja lore, he took the revenues from Mike's a go go and he built uh, and and bought property of something that was more akin to who he was as a person. He built himself a ranch out in the mountains. Yeah. Now, now, Perry, when did you meet Mike Leone? And you know, where was it in um, the timeline in between Mike's Agogo and Mike Sky Ranch? Did you meet Mike Leone? Um, I started racing like in 1971. And right off the bat, I mean, since I was, I, I owned Kentucky Fried Chicken in Mexico, KFC in Mexico. And uh, so between um, me being a, a businessman and him also, we, uh, and then racing, uh, the 500, the 1,000, et cetera, we, we got, we came in contact real real soon, like in probably 1971 and 72. We got to, we got to be real good friends and, and, uh, in fact, he uh, he had a lot of uh, like little mini t- mini tours at his uh, at his uh, ranch certain days of the week, uh, like maybe once a week or twice a week. He had tours and take people up there and then take them up into the up in the mountains and stuff and show them around and even took people deer hunting and different types types of hunting and stuff. Well, and anyway, now now that's what I wanted to point out, Perry, because I got to tell you that's a really important part of the story. Is it, it Mike Leone, the originator of Mike Sky Ranch, was really an outdoorsman. He really uh, was more akin to that lifestyle than he was the uh, the bar and club on Revolution. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how much he hung out there, wherever, but being his business, probably make sure things ran well. But yeah, he's uh, but he's uh, Mike. Mike Leone's a pioneer. He's uh, he made things happen. He's a he's a leader. You know, he's just uh, he. Uh, he saw the future and saw the whatever of Mike's Sky Ranch and the, and got a perfect name for it. It's 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 way up in the hills up there, you know. And it's uh, and for him to get go clear up there, I don't know how you even got up for the first time, you know, on horseback or burro to get up there. And then uh, and he made it happen. He built a, a really nice place up there. He probably got twenty rooms up there, and real nice uh, dance floor and and real big old kitchen and and uh, eating area and. A pool, just et cetera, et cetera, just went all out, and uh, and he did his own lived out a lot of his own stuff. He bought his, he bought a road grader and, and a caterpillar, and he learned how to use them, and he drove them. He's what he did. He didn't just hire somebody out to to do his the dirty work. He did it himself. He was just, just telling you that he's a he's a pioneer. He's a he's a leader in in, in, a, in every way. You know, to to go up there and have the vision of being so far away from. He's right in the middle of the two. The two highways, you know, the the uh, the one that goes to La Paz and the one that goes to San Felipe, and there was not even a highway at, at, at the time when he did it. There was, there was no highway on either side, you know. 
So for him to now, go there, now when uh, now when yeah. he built that place, he hand built it himself. Yes, uh huh. And uh, do you know what year uh, he built the place? Yeah, I have no idea there. I don't know okay, to because just to let you time. know, just to let you know, we do have a great deal. In fact, we have his original brochure uh-huh. uh, that we'll be putting online on the story having to do with the hill climb, um, and we'll be putting the one of the you know parts of the original brochure online so people can see what it was all about. So when when you started first socializing with Mike Leone. The the Sky Ranch was up there, and it, it was a, was it a going concern at the time, or was it still being built? Uh, from the time I went there, it's already been, he had it on later another like another ten rooms what he had when I was first up. He just had a a few rooms, you know, but uh, maybe ten, and then he had another ten or, or I, don't know, I don't know what the total ones are. I never counted them, you know, but he, he had another ten rooms on later and. And uh, but it's just a gorgeous place. There's running water right in front of the place. A uh, good, good stream year round, and it's never ever dry. And uh, he's kind of one and only in, in that whole area up there. And, and uh, he made it happen. He made a, he made the, uh, uh, actually pioneered the road himself to to connect the two the two highways to his ranch, you know. And um, and the uh, the lookout tower up on you know, up on the up on the mountain, he, he connected his his ranch to that place also, and so he's he's done that. You know, he, he just uh, he just there's not too many guys that, that would actually. He's kind of like a, a Corky McMillan in a small way, where he has a vision and he made it happen. Corky made it happen. He just did it, did his thing, and and he he created a created a a monster in, in McMillan, you know, uh, realty and. And Mike Leon, in his own small way, did did that down there and, and did a, an awesome job doing it, you know. Right. Uh, Perry, and, you know, uh, not to, you know, do this too much, but, um, I mean, a lot like you, too, Perry. I, I mean, uh, uh, you're a pioneer in uh, Baja racing. You uh, you also have uh, had that stick-to-itiveness that, uh, that uh, th- those types of pioneers have always had. Um, now, what piece of business uh, uh, did you come in contact with Mike Leon with? Uh, well, I owned a KFC in Mexico, and we got to be really good friends. And so he said, hey, what, what would be awesome for his tours, he would actually go on, you know, like twice a week or something, and go buy like 50, 50 little lunches from me, a uh, little box, little box with maybe two or three pieces of chicken and a, a roll and, and Coleslaw, mashed potatoes, or whatever. I and, know and, it uh, well, Perry. We and most Americans know it very well. What store would he buy your uh, snacks at? The main store right there on on Boulevard. I walk out into there in, in TJ normally. Yes, sir. And then, uh, and it was it was cool. We got to be real good friends, and so we got to work pre on a lot together. We pre on the thousands and five hundred stuff together. And, and if there ever was a vacation where we had to, you know, where it went through Mike's dry ranch, it would meet up with him there or or in Ensenada or whatever and, and pre-run through Mike and Fred Planet where we could actually spend the night there and, and then continue on our trek south, you know. And so, so I ended up staying at Mike's dry ranch probably, I don't know, 20, 30 times, I guess, over the years, you know. And uh, and that's and that's cool. each year, though. You would You would stay there quite a bit. Oh yeah, yeah. We got like I said, we we got to where we we just automatically pre ran together. He just did he and I and and, uh, and a few other Mexicans that, that would hang hanging out together and, and pre ran all the way to La Paz and 
It was really nice. He had, he had a lot of pool down there, especially the northern northern part of Bali. He had a lot of pool, so it kind of felt like we were we were along, going along with the king of <laughs> king of Baja because he was he was well known and and had a lot of pool up in the mountains and stuff. So, so well, well, let's talk about that, Perry. I, I I find that kind of social stuff really interesting. So you're out pre-running uh, the Baja 500 uh, in the early days with uh, Mike Leon. How many people? New uh, Mike Leon out on the trail, like the ranchers and stuff. Oh, hundred percent. They all knew him and respected him, and and some people had you know you, know, you can't always do what you what you do and without uh, stepping on toes. But you know some of the people disliked him because he made it happen and they didn't. And he you know and he he was able to and he's like for him to have the vision of doing something where someday. Maybe the Baja races would go through there, or the vision that he could build a, a nice place clear up in, in Timbuktu and have people actually get up there. So he had, he had to, he, had, he couldn't have a real rough ride to it. It's, it's really tough getting to him to buy Sky Ranch from the from the west side, but from the east side, it's a, I mean, you can take a Cadillac or a motorhome up there, no problem at all. It's a real good road, he, and he always kept that road up. He himself kept that road up from, until he. Passed away. He was, you know, he's on the North Grader and he's on the Caterpillar and making new roads and stuff, you know. But uh, so he yeah. was making it happen. A lot of people, uh, well, or let's say just a handful, were uh, uh, not as friendly as the others. And and let's be let's be upfront about this, Perry. That's what happens when people are making things, you know, are working hard and making things happen. People get jealous. Oh yeah. Yeah, just a, a case in point was uh, is Melling's Ranch. Melling's Ranch was was booming and doing, and they they tried to do what Mike did. You know, but they were they were you know a lot, a lot more laid back. They didn't have a place to stay other than just the big ranch itself and stuff. You know, and they they kind of saw what Mike Leon was doing, and then Mike Leon got got in real good with because uh, he ra- he was a racer on top of being what he was doing. He uh, he ended up racing uh, class five. Car that he that he had and stuff, and then he they did real well, he did really well. And uh, Javier Keys now is his main co-driver, and, and they were you know they raced all the races and, and did real well. Uh, Javier was a really good, really good racer, really really smart racer, and fairly good mechanic. So and it happened he was able to make it, you know, get through the, the storm, you know, with having car breakdowns and whatever, you know. So he was uh, so they won they won a lot of races in class five. And Mike Leon wouldn't drive that much, especially in his later years. He would uh, usually just uh, maybe start off in Ensenada and go as far as the Natives, and then Javier would take it all the way to La Paz. You know, so out of a thousand miles, uh, Mike Leon might drive fifty or hundred miles, and and Javier would take it all all the end, and then Mike would climb it at the end down there and and take all the glory when he got down there because it was just car and his, his expenses and everything else. So and Javier just to be able to races tickled to death to do that also, you know, but uh, so yeah, and Michael Young, I see he thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. He just loved getting up at you know, before uh sun came up and get us all out of bed and all right, let's go, let's go, let's go and you know, by seven o'clock we were right I had breakfast and we were on our way to, to La Paz all the time. I mean it's, it's almost romantic, you know, and in Baja's always been that way to me. It's been a, a romantic type of deal where it's uh it's so much fun. I mean I it's that uh, throttle therapy is what I call it. it just uh, just to get away and, and you know when I was 
you know, the pressures of, of the world, you know, and, and I always have to get a guilty conscience when I, once I, I'm down there in pre-run and I forget, I mean, almost forget my family, all my my woes and my problems, that's just, it's just, it's gone, you know, and that throttle therapy is, is so good it's for your mental, you know, mental, mentally to get, just get away, you know, once in a while. And it was well, no, no question about it, Perry. And that, and that primarily, I think that, uh, that therapy you're talking about is uh, a matter of that you refocus, you focus on something else other than the, the normal daily grind. And that's why it's so pleasurable, but you have to, we have to talk uh, about, and I know it's a, it's kind of, uh, a kind of granted like natural that all the racers and people who go to Baja know about this. So they don't, they don't talk about it too much, but uh, the mailing ranch uh, that you just spoke of often uh, described it. In fact, uh, we'll be talking more about this uh, in a couple of weeks. We'll have an interview with one of the members of the mailing family that uh, Northern Baja at that time, and there's still parts of uh Baja, Mexico, that are like this. It's where the old West never died. Exactly. There are there are operating ranches uh, in Baja, Mexico, that were that are just like the end of the 1800s in the old West in in the United States. And there's even Indian communities in Baja, California, that did not get decimated like the Indian communities uh, did in the United States because of the push west. Uh, I think, uh, and, and of course, the natural, so the, that's the people, and then the, the natural beauty of Baja California always shines through. So that refocus that you just talked about, that throttle therapy, it's not just the uh, uh, the racing part. You're, what you're doing is you're getting an outdoor experience and an experience with with people who uh, still uh, are in a in a mindset of uh, uh, th- that uh, was back in the old days, back in the old West, and uh, I'm sure you'll agree with this, Perry. That's that's part of why th- uh, the racing experience in Baja, Mexico, is so special. Yeah, that's, uh, Baja has so much to offer. You know, just, uh, it, like I said, it's a romantic almost. Romantic affair when you're when you go pre running and racing and all that stuff. Racing is more down to down to business and, and it's uh it's uh dog eat dog and the green flag drops the bullshit stops type of deal where it's uh it's more it's more it's not even that it's not as fun as the but the pre run is just just awesome, just so much fun with all the missions that are what they have to offer and, and the uh, the history behind each place and, and the more you go down there the more ranchers you get to know and and uh take stuff down to them uh that, that you know they that they need or whatever and next time you go down you you take a box full of goodies or something and battery chargers or jumper cables or stuff like that you know they're going to just totally totally need down there and stuff and it's just uh i go download it and stuff for like coco's corner you know you know i'm sure you know who the Coco, coco's corner stuff is like that but i never go down there without taking him all kind of stuff because he's he's uh he's uh with no legs he has a hard time getting around stuff so well perry uh let let me refocus uh the audience so you're listening live to off-road live uh today's uh special interview with perry mcneil uh is being brought to you by bajasafari.com uh bajasafari.com the king of baja 
Uh, Perry, let's uh, get back to uh, Mike Leon and in, in, uh, uh, your experience at Mike Sky Ranch. Uh, interestingly, uh, the uh, so the proceeds of uh, Mike's Agogo helped build uh, Mike Sky Ranch, and um, at the time that that you were hanging with uh, Mike Leon, that those were his hot and heavy racing days. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, he was. Uh... Never missed any of the, you know, he went to both sides of the board. He didn't just uh, dedicate his uh, racing on it, but he raced, you know, Parker, all, all, all the score races for sure. And then he, even even uh, put a Mike's 200 together one time himself, and the race started right there at Mike's Sky Ranch. And, and we drove the, uh, down to Simpsons and around, and so on so on. And he made it like a, a 50, 60 mile loop. and and we raced there on his ranch. And it, it didn't turn out like he thought it was going to because it's so far away and so far from the border and so far up into the hills and so on and so forth. But there was, there was maybe 20, 30 cars, which wasn't, wasn't bad. I mean, it was, we, he, I'm sure he expected to be back in the day when, you know, there was four or 500 entries in, in, uh, in score races back in the day. Uh, I was expecting to have, you know, a couple hundred or whatever, you know, set up for it. And, uh, as they ended up changing the course, but that was a fun race, and he was, uh, and he he won actually won that race, but uh, in, his, in his car, you know. But um, but yeah, it's um, uh, Mike Leon was was uh, he's a peer in everybody's you know mind on it because he was he was one of these that demanded respect, and he had a lot of pull with the authorities and the government stuff because of who he was and stuff. So uh, he was a he's a he's a John Wayne <laughs> type of doubt that that's just, to be remembered, you know. Well, let's talk more about that. Now, the reason why uh, we're doing the interview, everybody, is because the first annual Mike's Peak Hill Climb Challenge is currently being uh, planned and is underway uh, as far as uh, the organization by SST and Robbie Gordon, and that's coming up in October, the 13th through the 16th. Now, that's a four-day SST racing event, which will run during those days, October 13th through 16th. But remember, folks, that you can win uh, a travel pack for two online at BajaRacingNews.com, and if you can't make it for, you know, going into Mexico, why not show up at a Southern California beach on Saturday, October the 8th, and Monster Mike's Hill Climb Special, the kickoff for this entire race week, will happen in Southern California on the beach on Saturday, October the 8th. And you might even be able to meet uh, the, the great Perry McNeil, who we're currently interviewing right now, about... Mike Leon, the guy who built, hand-built Mike Sky Rancho uh, in northern Baja, California. And uh, as uh, Perry is mentioning, uh, a John Wayne-type-like uh, figure uh, in those early days uh, in uh, desert off-road racing in Baja, Mexico, in the SCORE series. Now, um, he did try uh, to, to do an event there. I have to tell you, Perry, I think uh, nowadays... Uh, an event that uh, would be put on at Mike Sky Ranch probably would be successful. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's so, so many uh, uh, these tours, bike, bike tours, even the guys in Baja and stuff that uh, that free uh, runners that have gotten to know Mike Sky Ranch. They they want to take their families down there and, and, and spend some time. I was 
I was scoutmaster for like uh, 16 years here in here in San Diego, and I took the at least once a year I took the the scouts down there, and uh, we they have some campsites on top of the hotel and motel that we have there. We have some real nice campsites where you just go set up, and and they would treat us to to one big meal. I was Boy Scouts and stuff, so it's, it's just a place where it's just it's just a it's an oasis, literally an, an oasis up in the middle of nowhere. It's just uh, just the water and the trees and the pine and the deer, and it's just it's just, just an awesome place to go. And so for Robbie to put on a race, it, you know, I don't know what I've never been to Pikes Peak in the race up here, which is kind of similar to what they're trying to do down here. But uh, um, this up is going to be just just the the ambiance and stuff at Mike's Sky Ranch is going to be such a such a hit. If they can semi control the, uh, the the traffic of in and out traffic and and so on and so forth, it's gonna it's a one way in one way out type of deal. You don't you won't, they won't, nobody enter or 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 leave on the west side of, of Mike's house. It has to be down to Trinidad, so it's gonna be uh, the traffic's gonna be a problem there. Once they figure that out, you know people get in there before beforehand and clear the course before these guys come in at 100 miles an hour, you know, but it's going to be, I think it'll be a hit. Oh, there's no question about that. Uh, and to have a, a, a great racing outfit with USAC and uh, uh, Robbie Gordon's circus, uh, it'll be a uh, very enjoyable uh, racing event. Uh, let me also mention at BajaRacingNews.com, uh, the website does have a couple of very descriptive, very good maps, so that if you're interested in going down uh, into Mexico and enjoying this racing event uh, to its fullest, uh, those maps are available. In fact, we'll be putting even more descriptions uh, up as uh, SST puts those out. Uh, in addition to that, of course, we'll be live for the weekend uh, from uh, both Ensenada and Mike Sky Ranch, and we'll be doing a blow-by-blow of all of the racing activities uh, at Mike Sky Ranch uh, for the weekend event. Again, it's the 13th through the 16th of uh, the actual racing with SST uh, on site in Ensenada at the R- Rivera del Pacifico Cultural Center, the former casino, in the heart of Ensenada, right on Bahia Ensenada, will be the site of many of the activities surrounding Mike's uh, Peak Hill Climb Challenge. In fact, you could probably stay in Ensenada and get a big portion, a heaping helping of uh, what's going to be happening, though there won't be a public feed, although you know it hasn't been described. I would highly recommend, if SST is going to do this uh, correctly, that they actually have a live video feed available at the uh, Del Pacifico, the casino there, uh, from Mike Sky Ranch. Uh, My understanding is uh, there are currently negotiations for a live video feed uh, to go on the net. Of course, uh, BajaRacingNews.com will will also uh, uh, piggyback onto that feed. Uh, as we always do. But I would also recommend that uh, I hope the organization is smart enough to know that uh, there are going to be people who want to go to Ensenada, uh, but they don't necessarily want to go out in the the dirt and dust. And uh, to be able to do a a video feed and uh, to do some some of the race results and so forth at the casino would be uh, a real benefit for the uh, tourism folks in Ensenada. Um, uh, Now, Perry, 
you talked about those early days. You got together with Mike Leon, the uh, originator, the founder, the builder of Mike Sky Ranch. Um, give us kind of a, a typical pre-run where you're starting out of Mike Sky Ranch and you're doing the 500. How would a day like that run? Um, well, we'd, we'd, we'd try to map out where we're going to stay at night. Sometimes we wouldn't make it that far because we'd have problems or whatever, so we'd have to just spend the night either just out in the middle of nowhere, make a campfire, and, and uh, we had well carried old sleeping bags and usually enough food uh, and drink to, to get through a 24-hour spell of some sort, you know, because we did break down for a spell or something. But, but with, uh, back in the day before uh, Catavina was up and going, um, there was Santinez, uh not too many people are even today of the racers relate to that place because they build a big hotel on, well, on the main drag that you go through and you don't even see San Inez anymore. You don't go through it. But before, when you went to La Paz, you had to go through a, a little quaint place uh, called San Inez. And it was, they built that up pretty good too for, for a spell uh, as a layover for people that were on the road and going, going to and from, you know, going south or north as far as that goes. But, uh, but yeah, it's just uh, I say, and and Mike Leon is very well known in in Baja. So it's, it's, it's uh, and he, like I say, is well known and well respected you know, for what he for what he pioneered, what he did for for himself. You know, he, you know, Melanie's ranch was I'm sure was there way before Melanie's ranch on the first ranches in in Baja, big ranches down there, and and Mike Leon came along and little guy and surpassed him as far as pulling in in. Uh, and people to come, you know, to come and, and uh, party or, or whatever. He, he's got to realize, like, he's, he's, he's got vision to have, you know, where it's going to be poolside. He had a really nice pool there. If you want to be uh, dancing, and, and there's a, an open bar there. It's really, really, really nice with bands and stuff, a really good sound system. So you had just kind of had everything, and he and pioneered the, Real good camping in areas down there, right on the water, so you can see he can handle a hundred people and no problem at all. You know, at, at, you know a third of them in in hotels and in, in the rooms, and a whole lot out there if they want to just uh, camp out outside. Then yeah, just really, it's um, when you come into Mike's Sky Ranch at, at the five hundred thousand, it's a little mini city there. People just love going there to to pit for their their vehicles and just uh, the ambiance and just uh, to be there at Mike's Sky Ranch and, and uh, be there as, uh, as spectators or as pit, pit crews or whatever, you know. So it's, uh, um, and I say hanging in with him as a free run, which was, was awesome, you know. Well, and, Perry, uh, back back in the day when, when you would go pre-running with Mike Leone, uh, who would go with you? Was it just you and Mike? Uh Sometimes. Sometimes, but, but normally we, you know, it's not not a good idea to go pre-run by. He usually, usually pre-run with me. Uh, he had a blazer and stuff. He pre-run was really really slow, and we had really nice vehicles, so he pre-ran a lot with me and uh, or other other cars that would that would go down. But it usually about, kind of about how many how many rigs in your group would there be? Oh, four or five generally. Uh, okay, all right. Now uh, between you and Mike, uh, who was who was the guy? Who usually would plan the the campfire and the and the in the food and the uh, and the drink? Um, usually we didn't we didn't have to take that much with us, uh, other than that we would uh, when we hit a little town we'd, we'd uh, order 
20, 30, 40 burritos or something to take with us and just in case. And, and uh, we didn't make it out back to the highway again or something. We'd have 40 burritos to have dinner, you know, <laughs> around some campfire if we didn't make it out back out to the highway for well, Perry, that's or something. You know? Hey, Perry, that's a great example of how uh, Baja Racing is a – really, a, it's a huge – uh, economic uh, uh, development uh, for Baja California back in those days, and now it's it's one of the main reasons why uh, some of those smaller communities uh, can stay alive. Because uh, if you have regular races down there, you'll have regular visitors who are spending money in the small towns. What was your uh, What was your favorite uh, uh, stop for picking up burritos uh, in a typical Baja 500 pre-run? Um, there's a whole lot of places as far as I go. Any place to stop, I, we we had our little burrito places or taco places. We we hung out at stuff, you know. But I can just have a lot of fond fond memories of San Inez. And when when there was uh, uh, San Inez had like four rooms, no hot water, and had like four rooms, and they had like uh, two or three bunk beds in each. Real small, not not a big room. It's just, where you could barely walk between the bunk beds, type of deal, and then and you didn't know but, who you. But Perry, bunk, am I? With. But Perry, am I right? The best hospitality in all of Baja. Yeah, Mike Shamrock is built for that. He, he had that. Well, I, of, but I, I'm talking show. about Rancho Santa Ynez. Oh yeah. I mean, talk about the middle of nowhere. You're not expecting anything. And to be able to roll into Rancho Santa Ynez with those kind rancho folks from Baja, California, I mean, that's that was one of the best days back in the day. Oh, yeah. And like I said, some of my fondest memories are pulling in there at 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, and, and they'd come out and say, well, there's two, two beds, one in this room, one in that room, or whatever. And, and you go climb in a bunk with, with uh, 10 other stinky feet people in there whatever snoring or anything else and you know sometimes you go there be nobody but just you the racers you know but oh no perry that's that's one of my fondest memories also uh back in those early pre-run days when literally you're on the trail uh in uh, uh the central desert I mean, literally, you you can't even imagine any any humanity or uh, to be out there, and you roll uh, in the moonlight uh, with all the white sand glowing like it's uh, like it's daytime, and you roll into a, a Rancho Santa Inez where you know you're going to get good grub and you're going to get good drink. Yeah, and they would. I was carried had a couple of you know, several drums of gas that they they would bring in from I don't know where from you know. They have gas there for you if you need gas. It's a you know by the, by the gallon or something, you know. But uh, it wasn't well, the re- well the reason why, and you know you know this, Perry. The reason why they had the drums of fuel on a regular basis at Santa Inez is because they had an airstrip there, and they had to have air fuel uh, for the uh, the early Baja pilots that were uh, flying down to uh, uh, Land's End uh, back in those days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so we whatever they had, we'd, we'd buy for if they if we if we needed it. This we had, we we ran to have gas a whole bunch of time to get down. That's all they had was was have gas for the airplanes, and so that we would run in our vehicle, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but we'd run to have gas in our in our vehicles if we had to. A little expensive back in the day, but uh, at least get you out the, the, go back out to point B from what from point A, you know. But uh, so, do you have any uh, particular uh, fond uh, memory? Of uh, pre-running with uh, Mike Leon of Mike Sky Ranch. 
Oh yeah, all the races, all, all the pre-runs we that we we did, just like just no matter who you're with, it's it's uh, the fun memories of like say the pre-running is the fun part of of Baja down you know the race day. It's you're down to business and it's kind of dog eat dog and and when the green flag drops, the bullshit stops like they say, and then so so. But but the pre-run is where you know like when I race up here and the mid 400 and somebody race up here, Parker and so you you kind of kick your yourself in the butt to get out of bed and go free run you know man down here you're you're weeks before you're 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 planning and you're excited and, and man you just you make a, a a weekend of it or sometimes it's by 1000 almost a full week to, to get down in a pause but you can hardly wait you know just to pull in the uh, the you run in like three or four or five missions all the way to la paz the, the race course goes right through these missions that are you know, like you said, well, the, the turn of the 1800s, that's what these, these are still down there is the 1800s up here, you know, literally, you know, it's just, uh, it's just, it's a romantic scene, the whole, from the time you, you take off at, you know, six, seven o'clock in the morning from Ensenada and, and all the way to the pause and, and dirt rolls all the way and it takes you, you know, you, you average maybe 150, 200, 200 miles a day, more or less. And there, and there's just, it's, those 200 miles are the funnest part of your life. Funnest day of your life is out there, down there pre-run type of deal, you know? So well, just, uh, let me mention that uh, you're listening live to Off-Road Live. Perry McNeil, the great Perry McNeil, on the line with us today. This is uh, your humble host, Monster Mike. Uh, this part of the conversation is brought to you by Cabo500.com, the greatest escape in racing, cabo 500 Dot com. I think, hey Perry, I think one of the things that is known uh, to uh, many uh, experienced uh, Baja Desert racers, uh, but something that is not known to a lot of the the balance of the racing community, was that Mike Leon strategically thought through where he was going to build his Sky Ranch, and he chose a a property that. Uh, is strategically positioned for uh, racing, uh, and in particular for setting up uh, pre-running uh, operations uh, for the Baja 500. Yeah, yeah, and he, and he was uh, he was actually uh, every Baja 500 every thousand. He was actually with Sal Fish uh, or Paul Fish, whoever. And he was out there marking the race course with him. He would go all the way to the pause, marking the race course in his, in his blazer with Southfish to the side and, and whoever, you know. And we just be four vehicles also, uh, which is a real slow process. I, I didn't like hanging with him at that point because it was, it was, um, it was, they were too slow. They had to stop every, you know, mile and get out and tie ribbons on it and, and pound stakes in. And it's a real slow process. So I, I didn't. I didn't hang with him much uh, uh, in that that sequence because it was it was so slow, you know. But uh, well, Perry, was... let's hey Perry, let's talk about that. I think that's that's a great point that a lot of folks don't know is that uh, Mike Leon actually had a very good working relationship with Sal Fish. He did do a great deal uh, of some of the grunt work uh, that was necessary back in those days. And uh, back in some of the uh, uh, early races, and that uh, uh, Mike actually uh, developed a family in La Paz. Am I right? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And then I say just the fact that he was, you know, I'm sure in his mind. I mean, if he worked with Sal Fish, 
he was, he was uh, most of the 500s, most of the thousands all went through Mike Sky Ranch because he would he'd make that happen. He'd help mark the mark the race course to where you know his automatically went through his ranch, and you know it behooved him to 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 have the ranch, you know, the races go through there because you know it fill his his uh, his place up for the weekends and weekends to come. People, when you go there, you think I got to bring my wife, or I got to bring my kids down to this place. It's, 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 they're not, they're not going to believe it. It's just it's. It's an incredible place, and people that uh, happen to through their pre-running or the racing and stuff, I mean, guaranteed within the year, they will probably be back up there with their families because it's just a, such a quaint place at 10 o'clock. So there is no electricity up there, so at 10 o'clock, the generator goes off and, and it turns pitch black, and they they don't turn on until next evening at 6 o'clock in the afternoon. They, so you, they have to deal with, with no electricity throughout the day, so they have solar panels and stuff like that because there's, there's there's no electricity lines going through there yet so it, it's still it's still like you know the 1800s you know pretty much even in my town and it's a modern place but it's uh it's still like this at 10 o'clock you better have all your stuff and ready to go because it's it's flashlight and candlelight after after 10 o'clock at night at the Mike Sky Ranch, you know, so it's no, it's one of that's one of the great experiences of Baja Mexico is to be able to be down at Mike's and uh uh, at ten o'clock, you can set your uh, watch to it that uh, the generator will go off. Yep, exactly. Well, let's talk about um, uh, uh, his. Now he's Mike still has existing family, uh, both in La Paz and Ensenada. Uh, talk just a little bit about his existing family. Um, I met them all pretty much. Um, there's uh, there's Miguelito. Uh, they call him. He's he's one that's uh, taken over the pretty much taken over the ranch since uh, Mike uh, passed away, and trying to do a good job. And he's nothing. He's trying to fill fill uh, Mike's uh, shoes, and it's pretty tough to fill a man like that uh, shoes because he's such a such a, a big a big uh, part of Baja and uh, part of the racing. You know, I mean, thanks to Mike, I mean, five hundred and thousand. Uh, had a lot to do with uh, even even the uh, San Felipe races come almost up to Mike's Challenge a few times just because it's you're up in the pine forest stuff so so cool you know but uh, but then there's uh, he says another son I guess I've lost contact with him somewhat but uh, uh, she and he lives in uh, La Paz and has a little outlet down there and stuff you know but uh, and those are the two sons I know he had a third son that. Uh, I think it's it's passed away, you know. It was kind of falling in Mike's shoes as far as being rough and tough and, and uh falling in his shoes and was gonna end up with Mike's damage supposedly, but um, when you have a ranch, friend. yeah, when you have a ranch that is that far away from civilization, um uh, I can imagine that it, it's a it's even today in twenty sixteen, it's a continuing challenge uh, to make sure that things go smoothly uh, uh, out at Mike Sky Ranch. Uh, yes, there's no, no, there's no communication there. Uh, your cell phones don't work work down down that far in the middle of nowhere, and so they do have a repeater up on the up on the top of the mountain, and they they're able to use um, their um, some radios of some sort and able to communicate. Uh, actually, Mike has it figured out where he can. Uh, bridge a couple of phone calls and end up uh, calls on the radio and, and end up talking in Tijuana to his ranch. He finally get that all figured out there. 
for a spell, you know, because uh, your cell phones don't work up there, and so there is no communication when you're up there about, well, you know, you know, bring this or bring that or bring some more ice or bring that. That's not the case. So he has to <clears throat> make his shopping list before he goes down once a week down to Ensenada, Tijuana to buy buy the, the goods for for the, uh, Mike's Sky Ranch. And then if it's going to be a big affair, then many has to go prepare. And he's got, but he's got the he's got he's got it set up with uh, even though he doesn't have uh, electricity 24 hours a day, he's he's got everything set up with types of you know freezers that are that work on propane and and stuff like that. So it's it's it's, it's a it's a for Mike to pull that off and do what he's done up there is, is uh, it's uh, it's incredible. You know, he's done a really really good job of creating a, a an oasis in the middle of nowhere. You know, no question about it. It's a very special place. And Mike Leone, who hand built uh, Mike Sky Ranch, was a very special person. And I think you've brought that out, Perry. I think uh, uh, with your mentioning that he was uh, you know one of the one of these larger than life uh, Baja pioneers. Very important. And then uh, in our uh, upcoming next episode, we're going to talk a little bit more where the money came from. And that was uh, the proceeds from Mike Zagogo down on Revolucion uh, that uh, started the careers of several very important Mexican musicians, including and not limited to Carlos Santana, uh, whose family uh, started playing in Mike Zagogo and who now ultimately uh, are uh, part of uh, rock and roll history, uh, uh, having to do with um, uh, music and, of course, uh, culture uh, on the West Coast here uh, in uh, uh, the the West, uh, as we call it, uh, uh, out of uh, um, the West Coast of North America. Well, Perry, uh, any uh, wrap up thoughts on the on the ranch or Michael Leon, other than? Uh, what you've already expressed, uh, or for sure that uh, folks need to sign up uh, with BajaSafari.com and go on a, a pre-run with us so that we can uh, we can show them how special these places are. Oh yeah, it'll be a uh, uh, a memory drive for sure. I just want to just use so many memories that are created in in, uh, in Baja. I said, my wife says a lot of times she says. Every time I want to go someplace, I want to go to Baja for vacations, you know. And it's, it's uh, we finally went to Europe a couple of times. And uh, when you go to Europe, you think everybody's, it's just the same. The whole world can't go to Europe at least one time in their lives and just see Rome and the Tower of Peace and Eiffel Tower and all there is to see. All that. It's just a shame that everybody can't go there or go to New York. And and it, and and I and ride along there. It's, it's too bad the whole world can't go to Baja and enjoy Baja the way. And see it through the eyes of, of you know where you're in the back country and and uh, pre run and stuff like that. Just too, too bad that everybody can't be on a, a pre run. It's just a, such a satisfying uh, out in the open. Like I said, my mind just forgets all my woes behind me. <laughs> totally when I'm down there pre running, it's like I almost get a guilty conscience because I don't even think of probably my family, what's going on at home until I start the journey, the trek back home from La Paz. Oh, here we go. Now, now back to surreal, back, back to the real life, you know. Yes, sir. Well, one of the things that we try to do at BajaRacingNews.com is bring some of that adventure uh, to folks around the world on the World Wide Web. Definitely tune in to Off-Road Live every Monday, 4 p.m. West, 7 East. And, of course, you can sign up with us at BajaSafari.com 
and join with us on a pre-run in Baja Desert Racing. Uh, our special guest today, the great Perry McNeil. Uh, Perry, thank you so much for your thoughts and memories uh, about Mike Leone. Uh, we do want to mention uh, to everybody, uh, don't forget, uh, the uh, hill climb is in October. Uh, the kickoff is on a Southern California beach where you can take your truck on the beach on uh, Saturday, October the 8th. Be sure to join us uh, and... Um, uh, we're looking forward to a race week uh, paralleled with uh, uh, very few races around the world. Uh, this SST event uh, at Mike Sky Ranch is going to be something very special. Again, uh, our special guest today, Perry McNeil, on a special version of Off-Road Live. Perry, thanks for joining us today. We look forward to having you back. Thank you for the invite, Mike. I appreciate it. You bet. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. We'll talk to you later. Same to everybody out there. Bye-bye. You bet.